the Plotcast podcast with the Potty Plotters. Hello and welcome back to the Potty Plotters Plotcast podcast. This we is... always do a sensible, I'm cutting in there. Yeah. We do a sensible instru- introduction, don't we, when you start? Yes. All right, well, we'll keep it sensible. Thank you. So this is episode 44, Elaine. Right, yeah. Yeah, and I'm Julia. Uh, and I'm Elaine. Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and come on then. How oh, yeah, people right, okay then. So Facebook, Instagram and X, that was Twitter, that's not now, yeah. at Potty Plotters. I thought that was just a kiss. Oh, yeah. no. But there you go. There you go. TikTok, at The Potty Plotters. Email us, naughtycorner at pottyplotters.uk or check out our website, as people do, pottyplotters.uk. That was okay. Yeah, well done. That was okay, not UK. The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters. Have you been on the gin already? I know you've been <laughs> making it for Christmas for everybody, but uh, what's got into you? It's just anyway, uh, we're still down the plots bitting uh, here and there really the weather's not been great this last week has it no and um i think the winter set in that's it isn't it yeah. we just have to get used to it but there's still loads to do yeah folks will be sitting at home with nothing to do or thinking they've got nothing to do listening to this thinking what are they doing out in that wet weather but unfortunately as usual we've had another winter project as we called it having said for the last four years we're never doing a project over winter (laughs) we are now still doing a project over over the wet months cold months again but you know we're hardy we're not moaning are we Elaine? no no we're just getting on with it and um i think that's really important for people to be able to get out at this time of year because the days are a lot shorter and so you can still pack loads in let's get it Done. Yeah, we go home like this one monster. <laughs> <laughs> we go home and we're freezing and we don't want to cook or anything. But, you know, we've been down the allotment. We've done our bit, haven't we? They, uh, we have and they have. And I think the important thing is to remember that not everybody is able to do what we do during the week. They no. can only come up at weekends. Yes, yes. So, again, seize the moment. But one thing I do want to talk to you about this week, Elaine, is my asparagus. It's always about you, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you want to talk about then? Um, well, I want to talk about beetroot, but I haven't got a lot left on my plot. We and, spoke um, about beetroot last week. We can talk about beetroot every day, I never know. mind every week. Gareth is still shaking his head. We've not really moved on much, have we? <laughs> so, yes, let's talk about your asparagus. asparagus. And can I say, it looks like a forest. Yes. It looks beautiful. And at this time of the year, it's actually going like autumnal colours. Yeah. I mean, my asparagus bed is one of my favourite beds. Second only to the one that I sleep in, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, if people don't grow asparagus, it really is a commitment pl- um, vegetable commitment vegetable that's what I say because it's in the ground for about 20 to 25 years and you do have to have a lot of patience when you first put it in because the first couple of years you're really not harvesting very much at all oh right okay so you know you've got to like asparagus but I think it is worthwhile well I didn't realize that you just leave it to do its own thing yeah and you have yeah you have to do that so you have a very short cropping period so we're looking at probably beginning to middle of april right the way through to middle of june 
and then you leave it to basically grow to the the frames on the top yeah, and, it and it's kind of all feathery and that's when our friend tina you know our friend yeah, tina the from, florist yeah. turns up and goes oh that's lovely that'd look lovely in an arrangement well it's asparagus fern yes yeah. yeah and i have to slap her hands and say get off me asparagus because there's a reason for doing that elaine and what is the reason the reason for doing that is you have to allow them to grow and you support them as they're growing yeah. into these forests yeah. you need to stop them from snapping make sure that there's some kind of cane or support around them to stay, so they don't snap and the reason that you do that is so that all the energy goes back into those crowns so that next year we have an even bigger crop well i you see it's one of those things that julia if you didn't know that you'd have cut them down yeah. so that you make the bed neat and tidy. Yeah, but I'm not saying it doesn't look neat and tidy. No, no. But it looks like it's all just overgrown. Yeah, and at the moment, as you mentioned, it is now turning kind of a golden yellow colour, which is beautiful. I mean, we sat on the plot the other day looking at the blueberry bushes, which yeah. look fantastic in the in autumn because yeah. they go a lovely red colour don't they yeah. um but we were also sat there looking at the asparagus and that had gone a lovely golden colour now as that turns from golden colour to a brown colour and it starts to die back that is the point you cut your asparagus down right. so we've got a little way to go yet not much further i mean that's why i've mentioned it because if someone's listening to this other parts in the country they may actually be at that point where the asparagus has turned brown and basically died off and what you do at that point is you chop the asparagus fern all the way down to the uh, ground level and then you cover it with something like compost or well-rotted manure and that will then protect the crowns but also put more energy into so you the have to leave the whole thing to die back naturally not ack at it you wait for it to die back and then you start and cut it back. That's right, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, okay. so, and then obviously the top bit goes in the composter again. You and your compost. Contact the Potty Plotters anytime on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Potty Plotters or email naughtycorner at pottyplotters.uk. Lane, I don't know if you've seen... But my greenhouse is smoking. That's <laughs> <laughs> the law. How old is it? Is it older than whatever it should be? Why isn't it vaping? Or can't you do that either? What are you supposed to do? <laughs> well, first of all, I'm concerned that you're not concerned that my greenhouse seems to be on fire. But why have we got smoke coming out of my greenhouse? <laughs> because you bombed it, haven't you? I have. Okay. Yeah. Well, you do it every year, though, don't you? Yes, I do. I do. Because in the greenhouse, I grow the... Um, aubergines mm. and also the cucumbers but of course you know the aubergines are more susceptible to the red spider, spider mite and also it can be quite difficult because i've got like a wooden frame to my greenhouse and so although i do like to clean it and i get in there with the scrubbing brush and the squelchy squelchy thing whatever that squeezy called. mop thing <laughs> yeah yeah squelchy Sometimes you can't get in all the nooks and crannies and also there's all kinds of pots and things in there that although I drag most of it out, you can't drag everything out. So what I do at the end of the season, I get a smoke bomb. Now, traditionally people have used sulphur uh, candles but they can be quite toxic i think can they kill creatures though? they can kill creatures we don't want to kill frogs no, and toads because no. i know that they live in mine yeah. and also i don't want to be um if i've got any plants in there mm. using a garlic candle 
whilst smelling very horrible or very garlicky, um, that just kills off any of the pests that I don't want. So it's going for the garlic one. Yes. Right, so that's we'll why that. my um, greenhouse smells smells of garlic, and I it's don't also mind smoking. That, tell you the no, truth, no. it just makes me hungry. We've said that before, haven't I? You're always no. hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so easy to buy. Uh, yes, yeah. I mean, most garden centres sell them. Um, but if you can't get them, have a look online. Have a look online. And um, I think an 8 by 6 greenhouse, I think you probably need one candle. So it's quite easy to do. And all you literally... They come in like a tin can. Mm. Uh, you just pop the top off and then light the little fuse. Make sure all the windows and doors are shut on your greenhouse and just leave it on a brick or something off the ground. Raise it off the ground and uh, just leave it to burn out which will take a couple of hours and then that's job done so it's nice and easy even you could do it elaine it's on my list so what have you been up to this week elaine i've been sorting out my rambling rector have you indeed (laughs) indeed yes it always sounds like it's something it's not it's a rambling rose oh yeah and it's right at the top of my plot and it had got quite uh, woody mm-hmm. and you will like it when you look at it because I've been cutting out all the dead wood but I have decided I think it's time for it to go because it's been there a long time and I'm rehashing my plot are you indeed what are you doing with it um, I'm going to put more flowers in I'm going to dig up all the dahlias and I'm going to move fruit into where the dahlias are and I'm going to move dahlias into where the fruit is and that's quite a lot it's about 125 square meters so we are talking a lot of ground right but I've also decided that I'm going to dig it all over and put new paths in as well God, you're going to be busy, aren't you, over winter? I am, yeah. Yeah, so but I've you, decided I'm doing it. What are you doing with that rambling rector, then? Are I'm you going to relocate, dig it out. Are you relocating it? No, dig it out, and then I'll buy a new one, and I'm going to put it in a different place so that it doesn't take over. Because at the moment, it blocks where the light is, yeah. and as you know, it grows to about seven foot um, against a fence that I put up there, and it really does block the light. Now, the dahlias, therefore, start to lean to one side, and I think that that's not good for them. It's blocking the sun and they need the sun. And it was so, also actually blocking your access to your water butts, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, so yeah. it was hard to get to yeah. them. So actually, it's not a bad time to be buying um, a new rambling rector no. because now is the time that you buy bare-rooted uh, trees, but you yeah. can also buy bare-rooted yeah. roses yeah. and you can get them really good price and get a really good range of them. So uh, I just thought it's time for a change. So I did start at it. And again, back down into your T-shirt, it was so lovely yesterday this weather is so unpredictable it's uh, it's quite unnerving i would say actually but you know at least i had a good day at it and uh, the rambling rector will be gone in a mo that's what i've been up to what about you well uh i'm still taking down all the dahlias bit by bit because i've got quite a few of them um and also starting to clear out the polytunnel and start thinking about putting things in there for the new season early new season crikey me it doesn't seem five minutes since we started, does it? No. It doesn't well, take long for the seasons job. to come round, does it? No. Soon be Christmas. The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters. What you got there in front of you, Lane? Um, well, what I've done is... Now, it was my birthday a little while ago, Julia, but... That is the noise of terracotta pot. Oh, you do like and a terracotta pot, I do, don't yeah. You? And although it's got a few bits taken out of it, I don't mind. So it is big. How big's that, Gareth? 
12 inches. Oh, now then. So it's about eight inches. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I'm naughty, aren't I? No, no. Um, so, yeah, about eight inches of thanks. We'll never ask him that again. And um, <laughs> it's probably about eight inches across. It's actually more than eight inches across. So, yes, it is a big terracotta pot. And what I've done is this morning, I've just filled it up three quarters with multipurpose compost. And these, Julia, oh. you bought me. Oh, yeah. And these are tulips and they're called Green Wave and they are like a pink with a green growing through it. Yeah, I thought they were quite different and also it said they're a good cut flower. So I know you like your cut flowers. I do, but I don't think I'll ever cut these. But the main thing that I'm going to do, there's seven bulbs here and all I'm going to do is I'll rip the bag open because I haven't got any strength. Oh, you thrown them on the floor. Let's get up and um, pick them all up again. Oh, I'll tell you what, this doesn't happen from the BBC <laughs> podcast, does it? It's always on hours. Anyway, so I've got them. And all I'm going to do is I'm going to sit them. Now then, Julia, it sounds daft, but they are... Oops, it's the pointy bit that points up yes and the flat bit that sits and they have a hairy bottom don't they, they do they do so put your hairy bottom in the soil is what you're saying <laughs> it's I'm the right time looking. of year isn't it for doing tulips it is yeah because they are later than daffodils look at that that didn't take a millisecond did it no i've done them but the important thing with tulips is to keep them the right way up and i'm going to cover them and i'm going to cover them twice the depth of the depth of the bulb yes so if your bulb is an inch high yeah put two inches of compost on the top now then i'm just going to tell you something i've done this and last year i spent a lot of money on new bulbs and i love them however i turned my back i put draped nets over the top and i left loads and loads of pots like this on my plot And then after a week or so, I looked underneath the draped net and found that a chuffing squirrel had been in and ripped them all out. The whole lot. I remember how distraught you were because you came through the back passage and uh, yeah, there was almost a place that is, by the way. There was almost (laughs) tears in your eye because you had spent a long time doing it all colour coordinated, hadn't you? Because you'd had different tulips bought for you and you'd been out and bought different ones. And so you had squirrel problems. So what are you going to do to combat that this year? I'm going back to my tights and I shall put my gusset over the top and hope that a squirrel never touches it. it will but it'll just trampoline off they'll <laughs> just be will. Able to, we'll just see them bouncing along your plot they certainly will and it just adds that direct protection yeah they might actually be able to uh make a hole in me gusset and get <laughs> in there but i tell you what i will be dead mad if they do that but i'm hoping that that will stop yeah. them now you've also done some experiments with coffee grinds yes i have because uh, again my mum had the same problem as you with the squirrel in her garden and he was very persistent and kept hoofing her, her bulbs out so we tried the method of the tights across the top of the plant pots and that actually stopped them it stopped them getting in and uh, then once the tulips had begun to emerge and, and the shoots had started to come through, I thought, well, that's pretty safe. You've got a nice root system, a quite healthy plant there. But then 
they carried on coming. So what I did, I'd read up somewhere about using coffee grinds and we did a little bit of an experiment, the youth coffee grinds. You know that the um, coffee shops now, they give them away, don't they? You can even scoop your own out. And uh, we we did half of her plant pots with the coffee grinds over the top and the other half without. Now, the squirrel never touched any of the ones with the coffee grinds on, but carried on with the ones with the coffee grinds. So that's kind of a backup for you, really. We can go and okay. get our coffee grinds. Well, we'll try that, but I might just keep them safe in the greenhouse for a little while yeah. so they get established, and then I've got to put them outside. That's You've the got thing. enough room in your greenhouse, or do we need to get you a new one? Contact the Potty Plotters anytime on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Potty Plotters or email naughtycorner at pottyplotters.uk. Julia, before you start with this, yeah. uh, what are they first? Parsnips. Right, parsnips. And I've noticed you've got a fork. Yes. A really important tool where your parsnips are concerned. Yes, even on the no dig when I've had parsnips in, I've got the fork alongside it and just given it a wiggle because if you pull the parsnips from the top like this now, you'll just end up with all the leaves in your hand and the root of the parsnip will stay in the ground. And we want the whole parsnip, not just the top. Yeah, I must admit I'm a bit worried because this area did sit underwater and you can see that some of them are a little bit distressed because they're putting flowers on. So that's not good. Um, And also you have to be careful. I should really have my gloves on for this. You should have your gloves on because I think they can be quite an irritant, the um, leaves of the parsnips. Why are you You smiling? No, you get get on that Google thing and have a look. Anyway, this is is kind of no no pressure or anything as to whether they come out straight or anything. But there you go. Oh, God, it's really wet here, Elaine. I can see. Really, really. Oh, I say. Oh, oh now nice then! One. Oh, isn't that just a classic from out of the book? Oh well, that's and not the sun shining. That's on not too. bad, is it? Oh, that's using our method as that's well. That's lovely. And what um, what type is it? Little gem. It's a parsnip. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was sweet and tender, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, tender, tender and true. true, tender and true. That's the one. Sweet and yeah. Anyway, what are you going to make me with it? Parsnips, <laughs> good and healthy. <laughs> oh, it is a bit wet. God, it is absolutely saturated Ooh. here. Oh no, Ugh. I've never known it like this here. Goodness me, let's have another one. Ooh, Ooh I say. Oh, we've got a double. Oh, got a doubler. Oh, look at that for a pair of legs. <laughs> <laughs> Elaine, you've got a hint and tip, haven't you? I have for this week, and that is simply about if you're going to be pruning things. Now, we get a little bit uh, prune happy, so to speak, at this time of year, yeah. and I'm going to be doing my fruit bushes soon. But when I looked at them, I saw that they were still full of leaf. Leave prunings like that whilst you have got the leaves on the twigs because it's much easier to handle and get rid of when you haven't got all the leaves leave the leaves to drop and it's the same with your fruit trees as well if you're getting rid of any fruit trees and you're thinking of hacking them down i've noticed that um, somebody on site's doing that actually right and uh, they're moving their fruit tree they're taking it out and they're replacing them they said with new ones Uh yeah Um, because they've got too big and um, it's got canker what is canker i thought you got that from pennies my mum used to say yeah you get them from yeah 
I don't know, but that's what she used to say. <laughs> anyway, don't touch pennies because you get canker from yeah. it. Canker is a disease that affects um, fruit trees. Apple trees in yeah, particular. Apple and pears. Um, and it kind of leaves like quite an indentation. And yeah. it's almost, now, you can cut canker out oh. yeah, and you can cut branches that have been affected by canker. And some of the plot, so and some of the trees on site have got quite bad canker and they still produce. So, you know. It's, oh, well, they've decided that it's going. It's, but my yeah. advice would be don't cut it down whilst they're in leaf because their branches weigh so much more when the leaves are still on leave it until they've gone much easier to handle that's good advice and scoop up the leaves and either make yourself some leaf mold or pop it into the composter why not hints and tips for shortcuts to success the potty plotters podcast thanks for listening and next time we'll be chatting to a chap about herbs that's andy perry isn't it elaine Andy Perry, yeah, he's a bit of a king on all of this, isn't he? And, you know, it's that time of year where people are wondering what to do. But Christmas is a busy time when you use herbs quite a lot. You know, you always watch these yeah. telly programmes and they've always got oregano, they've got sage. There's always a bit of stuff yeah. in to be had. I saw some of his um, social media things and some of the herbs that he was mentioning, I've never even heard of Elaine. So uh, we're well, in for an education. I'll tell you what, it's going to be a long podcast. Get ready, everybody. The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters is an Amberland Media Production.